Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Sam. Are you ready? Let's jump into it. <laughs> Stuck at the office or traffic jam. Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A pro. Okay. So today I wanted to talk about something that my therapist and I talked about a couple of weeks ago. And that is alcohol use. Ooh. I know. Okay. <laughs> so before I even get started, I kind of want to just like put out some disclaimers. Um, just, you know, it's important because we are talking about a touchy subject a little bit. Yeah. So I'm not a doctor. Nor am I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a research scientist. I don't have a science background. Um, all of the information that I have is either from my personal experience or, you know, wiki search. So <laughs> please take what we have, obviously, with what we're trying to do here, which is just create a conversation. Um, so that being said, <laughs> uh, when I was talking to my therapist, I was kind of um, just illuminating, not even concerns, but just some guilt that I was feeling over if I was having a couple drinks the night before or when those drinks were turning into more than a couple. Yeah. And then the next day I would experience anxiety and stuff like that and just all of these kind of negative effects. So she yeah. brought something to my attention that I had actually never heard about before and that was alcohol use disorder. So we all kind of know about alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty like widely taught and stuff like that. And so when she brought up alcohol use disorder, I was like, well, what the frick is that? So I, it's kind of like hard to explain or for, it was hard for me to understand. But um, the way that I now understand it is alcohol use disorder is when you're drinking even beyond negative effects. So um, if you are kind of like missing social functions because you want to stay at home and drink instead, or maybe you're drinking and driving or something like that, or you're still drinking and going to work like hungover, binge drinking is widely associated with alcohol use disorder. But how is that not? Alcoholism? Yeah. You just wait. Oh. So <laughs> I'm about to school you, actually. Yeah. I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. Let me make this fucking approachable. <laughs> So um, from kind of what I'm getting as well is that alcohol use disorder and alcohol abuse are fairly similar, um, but I haven't, I haven't really had a whole lot of um, depth, like I haven't dug really deep into that. Yeah. Alcoholism does have a lot of the same characteristics as alcohol use disorder, but it basically goes deeper. So alcoholics will often drink the same brand or variety and they'll be drinking oh. constantly. Like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Not, sorry, I shouldn't say constantly, but they will they have to keep doing it because they also suffer. Yeah, they suffer from alcohol dependence, which is different than alcoholism because the dependence is a physical trait. So, yeah, often drinking the same brand or variety, drinking to avoid the withdrawal symptoms, uh, drink-seeking behavior, um, and the compulsion to drink or the craving to drink. So those are kind of the the things that I researched about that to kind of understand, okay, well, I, how is that any different, right? Yeah. Um, when she was saying that she thought that I might have alcohol use disorder, right? So what she was saying for that, if, she, if I was concerned about kind of what I was drinking, um, is that there's this new study that came out uh, called the Sinclair Method, or I guess this new method that came out called the Sinclair Method. So what that is, is it's a treatment for alcohol addiction that uses a technique uh, called pharmacological extinction. 
That's a big word. Oh, boy. (laughs) So it's the use of an opiate blocker to turn habit-forming behaviors into habit-erasing behaviors. So basically, from my understanding, is that people who do have alcohol use disorder, their brain is already in the addicted state. Yeah. So what happens when you drink alcohol is it increases the neurotransmitters of dopamine and GABA. So let me pull out my notes because I'm not a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, GABA is... The control uh, it controls the fear or anxiety when neurons are overexcited is what a lot of scientists think. Um, so you know you don't feel as anxious yeah. or fearful <laughs> when you're drinking, which I think that that's I agree with that. Um, and then dopamine is associated with the pleasure center in the brain. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what alcohol is doing to you when you're drinking it, and then that is linked to the behavior reward cycle in your brain where Mm. you want to continue this behavior because you're getting a reward from that behavior. So your brain has made that connection. And so you do have the urge to continue drinking or the craving for drinking. Yeah. So they came out with this product. Um, It's a pharmacological (laughs) thing. (laughs) And it's called naltrexone. Um, Anyway, so that's what the Sinclair method is, is using this pill to basically stop that that. Uh, behavior reward cycle. So when we were talking about this, I looked up a bunch of videos and there were a bunch of TED Talks on it. And what was really intriguing to me about people who have alcohol use disorder trying to um, quit drinking cold turkey is they would go through this honeymoon period of sobriety. Mm. And so they would be okay. They'd be great for a while. And then, you know, maybe a year down the road, even they're like, I'm fine now. I can drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then they go right back into it. And um, and something else that they were talking about is alcohol, the alcohol deprivation effect. And that's that's why people go back to the to the drink, so to speak, um, oftentimes is because they're angry that they can't just have one. Yeah, I think that's really synonymous with addiction from from like my experience of not me having addiction, but, you know, my experience with addiction, um, I think that is really synonymous with addiction for sure. Like, it, it is kind of that feeling of, like, ugh, like, I just want to be a normal person, so to speak, and be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was, it was just, I was just so blown away that there were so many different um, facets, I guess, of yeah. this. And when I actually had to, you know, do some introspection and think, <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> you know, as a, a bartender for eight years, I there wasn't anybody around me who I didn't believe had alcohol use disorder. So, and, and do you feel like that's something you struggle with? Yeah, for sure. I think that I, I, I mean, addiction does run in my family mm. and, um, I do, I mean, I often, if I'm going to a restaurant, I want to go to one where I can order a drink Yeah. or yeah, if I, if I do have a couple of beers, I want the next one. So it is something that I have to really be careful of. And I haven't tried this naltrexone thing. I just thought that that was like a really interesting, um, I don't know, thing that's out there now that hasn't, isn't really widely offered or whatever. Um, but I think that that's, I just wanted to start the conversation about it because it is embarrassing. I feel like, really, yeah, like I feel embarrassed that I because some days I can just have one Mm. but other days I can't and then I'm like why why like 
why can't I just, yeah, why can't I be normal and just have the one glass of wine or whatever? And do you feel like there's any rhyme or reason to it? Or do you feel like there's just days where like it does just onset? I feel like definitely when I'm having a harder day, it's like, oh, I deserve it. It's a coping thing. Yeah, for sure. But there's other days where I'm just feeling even a little bit too excitable. Mm. And then I want to have a drink. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess I I pass the mic on to you. I want what do you think about alcohol use disorder, abuse or alcohol in the world if, as a person who doesn't really drink? Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's weird. Like my relationship with alcohol is so so odd because literally maybe once a year sort of thing just for context for everyone listening. If that. <laughs> um and I think it's it's so interesting because like I have such a different um, kind of like relationship with alcohol because for me, I'm just watching what it's doing to other people. And I think that's really hard because I think it would be really hard to look at yourself and be like, ooh, like maybe am I drinking too much, whatever kind of thing. But for me, I'm seeing it so clearly right? <laughs> because I'm not getting any of the positive side effects of like people drinking around me, obviously. And I'm not getting any positive side effects from drinking myself. I'm just watching sort of like the destruction, so to speak. And I think that that's part of what's kept me from drinking. It just doesn't appeal to me. Like I I look at other people and I'm like, man, like, yeah, maybe you have fun, but then you're sick. And then you wake up the next morning and you feel like shit and you're depressed and more anxious and blah, blah, blah. And you get into fight with your partner or your friend and just different crap like that. And I'm like, why they don't see the appeal? <laughs> Did you ever have the appeal? Like when you were younger, were you ever like, oh, I want to go out to a party and get drunk? Or has this always just been something that you're just not interested in? No. I, I think there was moments where I was like, am I missing out? But like it wasn't really strong enough where I was going to start picking up the habit. And, like, (laughs) it is weird because, like, I feel like so many people, that draw of, like, alcohol and drugs and stuff like that is so strong. Like, they're like, oh, I just want to know what it's like. I just want to know. I'm, like, the opposite, especially with drugs. I'm like, I do not want to know what it's like. I don't want to know because I'm like, I don't want to do something that I can't take back and then have nothing be as good as that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, like, when people talk about drugs – especially and they're like you know oh like this is like the best like I had like the best night of my life I was so like creative I was so this I was so that like sex was so much better this was so much better that was so much better I'm like well why why would I want to do that then because I can't be on fucking drugs all the time so I don't want to do this and then have nothing be as good as that moment yeah and I think that's how I've always kind of looked at drugs and alcohol like I just honestly I'm not it doesn't really appeal to me and it's interesting because everyone in my family drinks like I you know, my my family, most of my family is from, like, Saskatchewan and stuff like that, where drinking is a huge part of their culture, so to speak. Do you feel like it's uh, harder for you at, like, family functions because you don't drink or social functions? Any function, yeah. Any function. Because I think, and and honestly, like, f- for the most part, I'm actually not uncomfortable with people drinking around me. If people are belligerent, it kind of gets to a point where I'm like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. But I don't mind people having a few drinks. I don't mind people getting tipsy or even drunk. Other people mind. Right. Like, other people feel like, I don't know, like, maybe I'm judging them or, like, they can't fully relax or something like that. I don't know. Because I think it kind of, I think that a lot of people do have, like, a little, little bit of guilt 
that's what I was going to say is I think that it goes back to the guilt aspect yeah. of thinking, okay, well, am I doing something wrong? Yeah, so, and having someone sitting there sober, like, watching you fucking slam back the Malibu, Malibu you're probably like, oh, okay, don't look at me <laughs> when I'm doing this. <laughs> well, it's interesting because that's one of the characteristics of alcohol use disorder is hanging out with people who drink instead of people oh. who don't drink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I, in my personal opinion, I think that, you know, it's, yeah. It's easier because, you know, if I go to hang out with Joe somebody and I know he drinks, <laughs> I know that I'm he's not going to question me ordering a beer or whatever, regardless of what time of day it is, right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm not having beer for breakfast, but... Regardless <laughs> <laughs> of, you know, I mean, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if I go hang out with Sally, who doesn't drink, it's like, okay, well, should I just order Am I Sally? No, I mean, I still order drinks when I'm with you. No. <laughs> yeah, we're too close for that. Do you ever... Have you ever felt like weird like having a drink around me i used to oh really yeah when we were like younger younger um there was it was like right in the middle Mm. yeah um when i was younger younger i didn't care i was like i'm getting lit um (laughs) lit wasn't a thing back then but anyway um but it was more so i think when you first moved to vancouver and i think that it did used to bother you a little bit or maybe it only Mm. bothered you when it was your partners yeah and i was around for that and so i probably assumed that that included me yeah and that it would bother you that I was drinking and so I would try to not or then I would just be like well I can if I want to or whatever and it was kind Mm. of just this like yeah it was a weird thing that I didn't know how you were gonna feel about it yeah but now obviously I just I mean we're all adults (laughs) I'm curious from your perspective um because you brought up like how like I felt uncomfortable with my partners drinking so when I was like younger like I would say basically all of my relationships except for this one (laughs) but even sometimes this one like I do have a hard time with my partners drinking because well because I don't drink Mm -hmm. and because I do see how it brings out negative things and whatever and it's just kind of hard for me to watch almost um but I'm interested as somebody that does drink do you do you get annoyed with your partner drinking or is there ever times where you're like I like I don't want you to drink this much or anything like that? Uh, not my current partner mm. um, because he never goes past the point. I shouldn't say never, but yeah. ugh, so rarely goes past the point where it's like, oh, you're even drunk at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did have a partner back a, a long time ago um, who did get extremely violent and really um, volatile when he would drink. And yeah. it for the for a long time, it didn't bother me. And then it's, I started to realize, okay, this is why this is happening. You started to kind of connect the dots. Yeah. And so it, I would never ask him not to really, but it was just more so like, uh, he, he knew that I didn't want him to be drinking or whatever. But again, I, I didn't feel like I could ask him not to. Really? Mm -hmm. I, uh, I do struggle with it a little bit because like, obviously, yeah, like, I'm trying to think of my past. I think I, I'm sure I did in like my very, very first relationship when I was like 16. I'm sure I asked him not to drink. I know I did because he would drink. He would drink. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It is, it is, it's an interesting thing because there is that guilt piece. And I think that it just leads to people being very defensive about their habits around it. When like, r- r- if you're being realistic about it, I mean, anything you do does impact your partner in some way so it doesn't seem like it should be a taboo topic to like talk with 
your partner about, but Mm -hmm. it is. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that uh, coming from someone who, like myself, Mm -hmm. who does kind of, not, I wouldn't say struggle, but I'm, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Just went over it. (laughs) Um, It's almost, like I said, it's embarrassing. And I, I don't want then for me to say, okay, I think that I have maybe alcohol use disorder or something or I'm not being completely in control of this yeah and then if I want to order a beer one time everybody being like well what what the fuck yeah you know what I mean because I think there is a difference between alcohol use disorder and alcoholism and I know that alcoholics once they're sober they can't have they cannot have a drop yeah right they can't drink um I shouldn't say that like I know but uh from my research um but I do think with alcohol use disorder that there are times when you can control it because you can pick it up and put it down. Like I have no problem not having a first drink. Yeah. Sometimes I crave the flavor, but if I don't have the first drink, I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. It's when, it's when I have like one or two and then I'm like, wow, might as well keep going. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Do you feel like if you stopped drinking completely that you would have a harder time if your partner didn't also? I did stop drinking uh, about a year or yeah, a year and a half ago. Um, and I, he did stop bringing beer into the house. Cause I freaking love beer. Like that, that would be my <laughs> choice. Mm. And it's so bad. That's probably why I have a little belly. Um, but it, I, it was at first kind of hard because the smell was nice. You know, Ugh. I could see the little fizz on the top, mm. but <laughs> if, I mean, eventually he, not eventually, like pretty quickly, it's not fun to drink alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like he just stopped doing it. And then we would buy like non-alcoholic beer whenever I had like a really like mm, craving for the flavor or whatever. But I think that um, well, I worked at a bar that served predominantly beer at the time. And when I would pour beers, I oh, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost wanted to just like, you You're know, like when you're drooling into their beer. <laughs> yes. You're you know, like, when you like that. close a tap and then like the one little drop at the end, I just wanted to like. <laughs> do i know no i don't, no, you don't. <laughs> anyway any bartenders out there understand me but yeah it was yes i think that it would be hard if they weren't like completely supportive yeah. and that only lasted three months for me because i was in that industry and because it yeah. was you know um i you got to try product do you think it is harder i guess you just answered my question to not drink like can you imagine not drinking and doing that job uh well I can't imagine it because I did it yeah but not uh for me not long term yeah no um and like I said I associate a lot of drinking with like stress or you know just being like worn out Mm. it's nice to come home at the end of the day whether that be 4 a.m because you're a bartender or whatever and have a glass of wine or a beer or whatever yeah and in the service industry it's very fast-paced you have to put on a, a basically a show every night and not only are you dealing with customers, you're also dealing with making a bunch of drinks and stuff like that if you're a bartender. And so it was it was just a lot. And so not having that like comfort of what I now know to be the release of <laughs> dopamine and GABA in my yeah. in my brain. Yeah, it definitely made my job less fun for me, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, do you... What what do you think about, like, age limits and stuff like that, like, drinking age limits? And mm. do you feel like 
um, it's better to have a younger drinking age. Like in Canada, it's like 18, in some places 19 and others. And then in the States, obviously 21. And then like Europe and stuff like that, I mean, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fucking balls Babies. out. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, but what do you, like, do you have an opinion on that? I think I don't know enough about it to make an educated opinion, but I will tell you what I feel now. Okay. <laughs> um, my personal opinion is anything that you put a limit on becomes shinier. Yeah. So I've, I've never been to Europe. Well, I've been to Denmark, but that's Scandinavia. Yeah. Is that Europe? I don't know. Anyway, let us know later. Um, <laughs> but I've never been to places where the alcohol, like alcohol is so widely accepted. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it actually affects that country or whatever but I know for me anything that somebody tells me I can't do in that respect I'm like mm, fuck you yeah <laughs> I'm gonna do it you know what I mean and um is that true though actually I don't think I was never told I couldn't do anything <laughs> you sure weren't so, <laughs> so I don't know if that's true I don't know maybe I need to rethink that sentence <laughs> see but that's what you, that's what's interesting too because I was never it wasn't like I was never I was ever told I couldn't drink or anything like that but like I didn't, my parents were pretty strict, as you know, when I was growing up. And so I felt like I couldn't tell them if I was drinking, but I still didn't feel like fucking rebelling. Yeah. It didn't drive it home anymore for me. But interesting because when I, I've always felt this way. I've always felt like the drinking limit should be lower all over because I, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, if the drinking limit is lower, then people kind of get past that party phase a little bit quicker because, like, it is less taboo and it's not something where, like, they're just starting when they're 21, which obviously everyone, like, underage drinks. So, I mean, let's just be honest. But, <laughs> um, but I have a statistic here for you. Oh, I'm ready. I love me a good statistic. Well, this isn't actually really – well, I do have a statistic too. But um, actually, they've associated reduced risk – of addiction to alcohol in adulthood with higher age limits oh yeah what which i was really surprised by because i would if anything i would think it completely the other way around that's where my brain was going but maybe i think maybe it has something to do with the fact that like you are still so young that like it kind of it it brings in this habit right being formed you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but here's a statistic for you um 11 percent of all alcohol in the u.s is from underage drinking all Mm. alcohol consumption is between the ages of 12 and 20 12 12 and 20 wow and 90 percent of that is binge drinking good (laughs) good good good. yep 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 youth of america excellent wow isn't that crazy i wonder i don't know this i wonder what that does to your brain drinking so young Oh, I'm sure nothing good. Yeah. My first drink was at 12. Oh, no, sorry. It wasn't. My first drink was when I was five years old. And yeah. Um, However, my dad put like the tiniest amount of beer into my little, oh my God, this is so bad, into my little Pooh Bear cup. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then topped it up to the top with Clamato. I'm sure that other people's parents did this. But anyway. Just you. (laughs) I remember having a sip of my parents. They had a chocolate martini one time when we were up at Whistler, like the ski mountain in, um, or Big White, sorry, the ski mountain in our hometown. Um, My parents had made like a chocolate martini and I had a little sip and I was like, oh, (laughs) I'm a classy Manhattan woman. (laughs) I was like 11. Yeah. I wonder if five is a little, like, I might, I might have been like seven. You had a Pooh Bear cup 
So yeah, I don't think you're seven. <laughs> I'm like trying to backtrack now. I'm like, my dad's great. <laughs> yeah. I, the next time that I, I remember having a drink, uh, I was 12. I was in grade six. And I got into the gym. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. With friends, obviously. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was so interesting because, like, my whole life I felt like when I think about it, I'm like, if anything, it should be a lower age limit. But but I guess it does make sense that that would promote kind of that, like, habit forming, right? Yeah. I wonder if you asked people who now have like alcoholism or addiction issues or whatever – if if you ask them if they wish that they had never taken the first sip, if what they would say, if they would say yes or no, yeah. or if they could choose to have had that first sip be like later on in life, yeah. Because mm. I think I I wish really yeah I maybe not like the poo burn cup, but <laughs> <laughs> but I do that was a cherished childhood memory, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was fun. Um, I was at my grandma's, um, but. I do wish that my high school experience was a little bit different and it's uh, completely my fault, but I was doing really well in school and I was um, uh, still pretty studious. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was a studious girl and then I kind of started looking at the high life and I was like, <laughs> oh, I want to be like those kids. Yeah. And so I did start doing what they were doing and it really did change my life I think and I I like my life I'm very happy that I am where I am but a lot of the things along the way would not have happened had I not kind of gone down that path so early on what do you feel like is the biggest detriment for you from drinking I think I well before I would definitely do things that I would never have done before yeah now I think the thing that is the most detrimental is I it I am unpredictable if I do drink too much. Like, I'm not talking, like, you know, three or four beers because I actually do have a pretty high tolerance. I know that that's probably a lot for some people, but um, but I'm talking, like, if I actually am trying, you know, I'm having, like, a big night or whatever. Yeah. It, you are unpredictable. I, I, I would challenge you to find somebody who isn't at that point. And How so? I feel like you can revert back into childish behavior or getting into fights not not usually like physical like I'm an adult yeah but you know like being angry over nothing yeah and that's not fun that's not nice you don't want to do that it's it's funny because I actually feel like when I drink I (laughs) become more reserved (laughs) in some ways (laughs) I feel like when I was younger maybe I was a little bit more like I don't know fucking 30 flirty and thriving um (laughs) but I feel like well, I don't even know because there was times where like I felt like I didn't want to feel out of control. So I almost kind of like reeled myself back in mm. and I <laughs> felt like that resulted in me being kind of a fucking boring drunk. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you do get drunk, mm. so you have four times to choose from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is your experience? Is it fun for you? Do you enjoy it? Like, um... You know what? Like, I do enjoy it. Like, I have fun and I, like, I I think the thing for me is, like, I wake up the next morning and I and I don't even get sick usually. Like, I'm not, like, a hangover person. I've had, like, one hangover in my life that was brutal. Um, but Ooh, maybe let's, two. Let's hear about that later. I think, yeah, two two hangovers now that I think about it. But, um, but uh, I think that as soon as I wake up the next morning, I'm like, yeah, I'm good for a year. 
Like mm. I don't, and, and I actually always, the first thing I think when I wake up in the morning, and again, it's not because of sickness, it's just because I'm like over it already. I wake up and I'm like, I don't fucking know how people do this every night. Mm. Like, I don't know how people do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday kind of thing, because I feel like I do it once and I'm like, I'm fucking solid. And mm-hmm. I think it's fun and like I get why I get it, but it's I I, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I do like I I have fun, yeah, but it's not. Uh, it's there's no addiction to it. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what. Ugh, I wish I could see inside your brain. Yeah. I wonder what happens like that. Obviously, that uh, behavior reward cycle is just hasn't been created. No. But I don't think I have that for anything. Right. Like, I really am not a person of vices. I've never been... But I also just don't really care to try. Like, I don't care to try and smoke cigarettes. I never cared to try and do drugs or drink or whatever. Like, it wasn't something... And even when I do drink, it's never a result of peer pressure. Right. It's it's never because people are like, come on, come on, come on. Like, if anything, the more people do that, the more I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. It's literally just like, I will decide haphazardly. And when I do, the people I'm with are like, no fucking way. Like, people get so (laughs) amped because, like, it's so rare. Um, But, yeah, like, I I don't know. I don't know. It's just never been a thing for me. Okay, so let's hear about your worst hangover story. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't even know this, I don't think. Okay, well, you were there for one of them. Oh. Because we were younger and um, we had been drinking and we... I remember uh, cranberry juice has never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> we were drinking um, Smirnoff. Was it Smirnoff? Uh, it was Stolichnaya. Okay, yeah. I remember drinking that. We were drinking with cranberry juice. And I remember drinking the neck of the bottle. And then I remember waking up and the bottle was empty at the end of the bed. And I was like, uh... and like literally i've never cranberry juice is like a non-existent thing in my life because it's just i immediately it it touches my lips and i'm like disgusting um (laughs) but my dad we like owned a deli at the time and um my dad like randomly called me like so early that morning like asking me to come into work and i was like oh fuck (laughs) like i've i and i never got sick like i never was somebody who had hangovers the next day and stuff like that I think we just drank so much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What happened? Did you... I just was super sick. I was super sick and, like, I just felt like shit kind of thing. Um, But, I mean, I was fucking there slicing meats. Did did your parents know? Have you ever told them this story? No, I don't think so. (laughs) I didn't really... I wasn't, like, super open with them about drinking. But, honestly, it was something that, like, I don't... I don't think they would have actually cared. I just feel like because my parents were so strict, I wasn't, like, super open if I ever did have a drink. Right. But then the other time, (laughs) I was at the (laughs) – You're making me nervous. It's not anything to be nervous about. I'm just laughing because it was such a, like – it was so uncharacteristic of me. Um, But I was at the club. I was at the club, and – we were dancing. Me and, like, my group of friends had been dancing. We had, like, gone up onto the stage and we were dancing and stuff like that. I know Alyssa. I know. She's, like, shocked right now. It's so <laughs> uncharacteristic because normally I just, like, sit there and pout. Um, yes. But then we had gone back to our table and one of the bartenders had come up to me and she was like, um, this, this other table requested you join them. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I was so <laughs> like angry and like amped up because I was like drinking oh, okay I was um, gonna ask if you were already drunk oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I was 
hammered um but yeah she came up and like asked us to join us at the table and i was like oh my god who the fuck is this guy and then she basically said that he was the son of this like super famous athlete and he's also a famous athlete and i was like fucking bring me over there (laughs) let's go (laughs) so we went over there and um we like joined his table and stuff like that and then we were just like drinking 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 because they were ordering like so much shit to the table um and we were just like having fun basically partying with this fucking guy and then um the next morning I had to work and I was I just remember at one point I was talking to a customer and then I was like I just need to take a sip of water and then I like slowly sat down and then I laid down (laughs) on the ground (laughs) because I was so like tired and sick and so I just It was like one of those moments where I'm like, I'm going to puke if I don't immediately leave this situation. What? <laughs> what did the customer say? I don't think anything. I think my I think my coworker stepped in and was like, what can I help you with? Like they covered for me perfectly. Was there, okay, let me, I need to set this scene in my brain. Yeah. Was there a barrier between yeah, you and yeah, this yeah. customer? No, no, no. I was just sitting in the middle of our store and sort of laying down. Yeah, there was like, um, it was like a counter. Like, it was like a counter between us kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> so for all, for all she knows, I just was, I mean, changing the fucking paper in the debit machine. I mean, I could be doing anything down there, frankly. Was she not tall enough to see over the counter? <laughs> a very small woman, okay. <laughs> Were you so hungover that you were still drunk? So I don't you know. thought you were being discreet and this <laughs> chick is like, what is going on? I mean, possibly, but I think I think it was more so like, have you ever just been so ill where you're just like, I can't even pretend to be okay right yes. now? Like, I just, like, that's, that's basically what it is. I was just like, so unbelievably ill that I was like, I can't even, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I just need to fucking have a lay down. I don't know what to say. <laughs> How long did you lay there for? Oh, not too long. I think I just kind of rested and was like, uh, uh, uh. And Did then, you not get in trouble for coming to work hungover? Oh, my God. That place was an absolute shit show. I freaking did basically whatever I wanted. Okay. Yeah. I, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but when I have, like, really bad hangovers, I literally YouTube other people having hangovers okay you're so weird you're so weird (laughs) so that i can not feel as bad and trisha paytas is coming through clutch (laughs) she's really been there for me through some hard times i think that i've watched her one hungover like mukbang Mm. if she doesn't lay down on the floor time and again when she's hungover i mean i don't know like give me a break (laughs) i can't be the only one yeah it really makes me feel better about myself that is so weird. And there is a lack of that content on YouTube. <laughs> There's really a gap in the market. <laughs> there is. So somebody get on it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You'll have one view. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Watching again and again. Yeah. I remember this one time. It was the first time that I went to Vegas. And I was not of age. So my... <laughs> How do I put this? Yeah. So my friend had to keep buying my drinks for me. And we had a relationship that was very, we were drinking, okay? Yeah. So it wasn't like I was, uh, whatever. So anyway, she 
kept putting in shots of 151 into my drinks. Like they were like these little test tubes. Yeah. And every time I finished like one of my big like boot drinks, I was like, when is this little test tube like in the bottom? And she's like, I don't know. Like whatever. Anyway, so next thing I know, I'm friggin' trashed. And then uh, finally one guy tells me what it is. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so funny. Like, I like I thought it was hilarious. It wasn't, yeah. like, an issue or whatever. And um, anyway, this 151 was fucking me up. So we ended up going to Forever 21 and, like, spending a bunch of money. And then these girls in the change room were, like, talking about how Miley Cyrus was there. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what? And then they were like, yeah, she's performing tomorrow night. And I was like, oh. And so I looked it up online and there were still tickets available. So we jumped in a cab with all of our Forever 21 purchases and left half of the purchases in the cab whilst we went into the MGM. And the cab did not wait, obviously. Of course. It was like, that's for me. (laughs) Yeah. And we bought Miley Cyrus tickets and then um, cut to the next morning when I wake up at the bottom of our bed. (laughs) and I'm like feeling so terrible and she I think hadn't she either hadn't drank as much as me or she just like she was giving all her shots to (laughs) yeah exactly she just hold herself together a little bit more um and she was like oh I was like I can't do anything today like I have to stay home or whatever I like I can't do anything she's like no we have to go to Miley Cyrus tonight and I was like (laughs) what you're like that was real literally i hadn't even thought of it like i had totally forgotten i mean the stuff that happened that night later i found a video of me on one of those like trolleys that like there was a luggage trolley yeah there was a bell is it called bellhop yeah there was a bellhop pulling me down the the hallway in a (laughs) luggage trolley yeah it was crazy anyway um we get to the concert and I'm trying to drink again <laughs> to Ugh. cure the hangover, basically. See, that's the, I'm like, how? That is also a symptom. Nah. <laughs> um, but so I'm trying to do that, and my body is literally covered in hives. Really? Yeah. So my entire chest and arms and face were like covered in red blotchy patches. Oh my god. Yeah, it was crazy. And I literally just kept drinking, and then they kind of went away. But I will never forget that because I was like, mm, am dying dude i remember like the one of the first times i drank i remember looking in the mirror and my eyes were like a little red and i was like oh my god i should never do this again this is clearly bad for my body (laughs) like like, that was enough to fucking be like oh yeah oh i've had closer calls than that (laughs) um i feel like since we're just fucking sharing drinking stories now at this point really this is what has this turned into this debauchery um I, i have to share the puke latte story Oh, a this classic. is my favorite. A it's classic. like a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> this is what lulls me to sleep at night. Yeah. So when I when I was in high school, I had um I had a boyfriend that was a little bit older than me, and um he we always kind of had little spats about him drinking because he used to drink quite heavily and whatever it was this whole thing. So we always kind of had spats about him drinking, and uh, I didn't drink, of course, and so this one night. <laughs> It was a grad camp out, which, like, in our high school, we would basically have, like, everyone that was in the grad class would go up to, like, the mountain, and we would go, like, have, like, a party in the bush. <laughs> Sounds so Canadian and redneck. <laughs> um, but we'd go have a party in the bush and drink and whatever. So it was one of the few nights that I was drinking, and I wasn't there with my boyfriend because he was older, so he wasn't, you know, in our grad class. But I had been up there. I was I had been drinking. And then... um 
I I hadn't told him where I was because I didn't want him to know. And then I ended up just getting really, really drunk. And I, I needed to go home. And, like, I didn't – I realized I didn't have a ride. I think I had kind of planned up to go last minute. But I realized I didn't have a ride. And so I called my boyfriend. And I was like, hey, like, can you come pick me up? I'm up at, like, the mountain or whatever. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, why are you up there? And I was like, oh, it was a grad camp out. Someone, like, dragged me along, whatever. And then I was pretending that I had been drinking. Mm-hmm. And he picked me up. And we started going down the road. And this road is, like, super windy and, like, really bumpy and stuff like that. Because obviously we're in the fucking mountains. <laughs> and I was getting so sick. And I started panicking because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to need to vomit. But and I'm, like, looking around. I'm like, I don't know what to do because I don't want to tell him to pull over and then have to admit that I was drinking. And so I, like, looked to the cup holder. And there was, like, this, like, venti latte cup there. And I was like... You know, <laughs> I kind of think that could be a good receptacle for my puke. <laughs> and so I picked up this cup of this old latte and I pretended to drink from it. And it still had like the latte like lid on it. So I had this tiny little like tic-tac opening and I pretended to drink from it. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just having a sip. I'm kind of thirsty. And then I just puked. <laughs> into the latte through this tiny little hole which in and of itself was like an accomplishment frankly was it must have been just like pure liquid i think i just puked like into i'm so sorry everyone that's listening i think i just puked into my mouth and then was just like and kind of just spat it into the little hole and then i was trying to do this so discreetly and then i just put the latte cup back and then, like, wait, how long did it take you to spit what was in your mouth in there? Because, like, a little drink is, like, d- how long were you sipping on this latte for? I mean, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I was pretty I was wasted. I, yeah, I was pretty drunk. Okay. Like, it seemed like a couple seconds. I, I felt like I was doing it quite smoothly. Like, I felt like that was genius, frankly. Covert like, I, mission. Yeah, I was like, this is brilliant. Like, and this is the, the slickest I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I felt like I was doing it very seamlessly, and it was very non-apparent what was going on okay um but i put this cup back and i just forgot about it i fucking crawled out of the truck and i was like see you later pal <laughs> and then like a week later like he dropped you off at your house you didn't go and like hang out with him after no he dropped me off at my house oh, wow. i wasn't allowed to be out that late oh yeah right and i wasn't allowed to stay over at his house either right strict parents listen <laughs> uh Sorry. that's why puke latte happens okay <laughs> so um but like a week later i remember i was getting into his truck and he was like oh my truck's been smelling so bad <laughs> <laughs> and i was like maybe it's because you leave this fucking trash in here <laughs> was the puke latte come still in there <laughs> so you i shamed him <laughs> For the latte that was in there with my puke. And I was like, oh, it's because you never clean up this trash. And I just picked up only, like, I mean, his his truck was riddled with trash. I picked up only that latte cup and went and threw it out. And I was like, my, were my you, hands are clean of this. <laughs> were you not worried that he was going to, like, look inside that latte cup at all? My anxiety would not let me leave that fucking latte cup in there. Even if he did, I feel like he'd open it and be like, is this mold? Like, I don't oh, think he gotcha. would, like, you know, like, I don't think he'd be like, this is puke because you lied to me about drinking. Right. But no, I, frankly, I wasn't very concerned. I didn't, I, I mean, I puked in a latte cup, Alyssa. I yeah. wasn't thinking it through. <laughs> <laughs> did you, well, obviously you remember the story now, but did you remember right when you woke up that this is what had occurred? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't forget something like yeah. that. 
<laughs> I, I woke up very aware of what kind of choices I had made the night before. <laughs> so, with that story, mm-hmm. and that being one of the few times that you actually drank, being a spectator, what is <laughs> the most embarrassing thing that you've seen somebody do whilst under the influence? Where do I begin? <laughs> I've seen a lot of fucked up shit, frankly. Like, we can go from, like, funny to, like, horrifying. Yeah. What you want? Let's, well, let's start with, let's do funny. You want a little cocktail of all? <laughs> yeah, maybe a cocktail. Um, I think, like, in terms of funny things, oh, you dirty bitch. That was probably one of the best moments. Um, <laughs> oh. So one of the funnier things that happened was... <laughs> I was like stone cold sober, too sober, frankly. Um, We had gone out, we were at a party at a friend's house, and this one friend of ours just got like so drunk. She was so drunk. And um, originally. I I remember, sorry, I remember what she was drinking. What? It was a Mickey of Smirnoff raspberry. Uh, And she, she drank it to herself. I can smell that. Well, that's why I remember because I smelled it later. Gross. Um, so she she had been drinking a lot, and like the original plan was that she was going to come and stay at Alyssa's house, and um, she she got so drunk at one point. Like I started getting kind of concerned, and I was like, "I'm gonna go put her to bed." And we were at somebody's house that like I didn't know super well, and like I didn't really know their house that well. But I was like, eh, "I'm just gonna put them in this bed." And you actually were like, don't put them in that bed because that's like this person's little brother's bed. And I was like, she's fine. I think she just needs to like lay down for a second, but it's going to be fine. Immediately vomits in this kid's bed. <laughs> like as soon as we freaking lay her down, she vomits. And then we're like, oh my God. So then we like bring her into the bathroom. She's vomiting, vomiting, vomiting. And at one point she was arguing with you because you were like holding her hair back <laughs> She was puking into her hair, and you were trying (laughs) to clip her hair back. And it was, like, chunky, gross hair, and you were trying to clip her hair back. I'm such a fucking good friend. Dude, yeah, and she was, like, batting you away and, like, arguing with you, being like, stop touching me, stop touching me. And you were like, fine, I won't touch you. Like, you were, like, so angry because she was being, like, so non-compliant kind of thing. And then at one point, it was, like, to her friend, I was like, okay, dude, like, you got to make a decision, like, like... Either we're taking you home. I don't think we even gave her another decision. I think we were like, fucking get ready. Let's go home. We said moms or dads. Oh, right, 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 right. So we were like, um, okay, dude, like you got to make a decision. You can either go to your mom's house or you can go to your dad's house. Where do you want to go? And she was like, I want to go to Alyssa's house. And Alyssa was like, you don't have that choice anymore. <laughs> and she was like, okay. She was like, then I want to go to my dad's. So <laughs> my same boyfriend with a puke latte. Um <laughs> He has a very, very small truck. Like, he has a truck where everyone has to sit in the front seat kind of thing because there is no back seat. And so me and my boyfriend was – my boyfriend was driving. I was in the middle. And then you were sitting on the side and, and our friend was sitting on your lap. She <laughs> was? Yes. Oh, God. And then Why we, am I still a good friend I in the know. face of assholishness? And so we were driving her to her, her dad's house. And then we stopped at this gas station um, because – we had to fill up the truck and um I think so she was sitting on Alyssa's lab and at one point I was like oh my god this dirty bitch 
because <laughs> it smelled so bad this truck was so small and we were like stuffed in there with her and like me and Alyssa started laughing and then our friends started laughing as well and you were like do you even know what we're laughing about and she was like yep you said dirty bitch <laughs> rest of time we were just we'd always just be like dirty bitch (laughs) Um, bitch. but that was like one of the funnier moments because she was just so belligerent and like so like angrily swatting you away while you were trying to help her while she's puking in her hair and like just just like such a mess um well that was some good fun that was some serious chats and then some fun ones. Some laying down in the midst of a customer interaction. Ah, the memes. <laughs> sweet, sweet childhood. That yeah. actually was fun to go down a little bit of the... A little, little bit of memory lane. Yeah. Yeah. liked that. It, it reminds me where the fun was. <laughs> in that. Those few fun times we can select out of um, just some really crippling alcohol abuse. <laughs> So, you guys, that's everything for us on this topic. Thank Thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time.